What's going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football fans? You got Stevie P tonight, and I am excited. So last week, I was going to do a DFS podcast, and I'm going to tell you why I didn't. I do not play DFS in week one. I just skip week one every single year. And I know a lot of people are going to go, oh, fucking, you know, we want to play. We want to hear what you have to say, blah, blah, blah. But until I get a gauge of what I'm seeing, I don't like to play DFS because you don't know what defenses are going to look like. I know everybody's going to say, oh, this defense was terrible last year. And all oh, that defense was terrible last year. And all oh, this defense was amazing last year. And now oh, that defense was amazing last year, you know. They're going to give you all that information. They're going to say blah, 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 blah. And you listen to some fantasy podcast and they give you this shit lineup. It's terrible. It's one of those lineups that you're like, what the fuck? Like I was one of the, not only did I lose, but I was one of the worst scoring teams in my league. Like in the competition that I played in, you know, I played this PPR lot, you know, this, this, uh, you know, GPP lineup that didn't do shit. I played this cash lineup that didn't do shit. And it's because you don't have a gauge of what teams are doing. You know, you have offensive coordinator changes. You have offensive philosophy changes. You have guys that came in the draft. You got guys that came in free agency. You got, there's just so much going on that you have no fucking idea what, what, you know, what you're looking at. You're kind of just guessing from the year prior. And I hate doing that. So I really don't play DFS week one. I just kind of skip it. And I start playing DFS in week two. Because I kind of have seen all of the game film from every single game. Because like I tell you guys every, you know, every week, you know, when I do the breakdowns. You know, sometimes in the, on the breakdowns, there'll be one or two games that I did not watch from beginning to end. Or, you know, there might be three. There's never four. I, I always get basically all of them but you know there might be three games that I didn't fully watch or you know I didn't get to watch that you know when I do the Monday podcast of the breakdowns but for the most part I've seen every game uh you know I watch the condensed versions on games that were close and I want to see like what was going on I'll watch the all 22 film you know so I kind of break it down in between the two of those you know if it's a blowout game I normally just watch the condensed version because it's just easy to watch the condensed version and you know I also have you know a TV package where I can watch every single game and you know I got TiVo because you know who the hell don't have TiVo you know nowadays you can record shit on your TV and never have to watch a commercial yep sign me up I'm down so um you know now that I have a little bit of a gauge of what's going on and what teams are trying to do and, you know, what what we saw in week one, and, you know, obviously there's going to be teams like the Green Bay Packers that they did fucking nothing. Like, there's nothing you can take from that game and be like, oh, yeah, well, Green Bay's trying to do this because they didn't try to do anything. They were just terrible, terrible. Um, you know, in other games like that, you know, the Falcons, and, you know, you don't really know until you know, right? But... So what we do on the DFS podcast for some of you first time listeners and also some of you, you know, fantasy players that are just looking at a new podcast or maybe you were referred to us by, a, you know, a listener of the show because we've been asking listeners to, you know, hook us up and, and put our name out there on social media and hook us up and, you know, talk about, you know, how we're helping them out in their fantasy leagues and things like that. So 
you know, basically what we're going to do is we are going to, you know, look at some good plays at every position, look at some guys that I'm fading in, in, in positions because I just don't like either their matchup or I don't like, you know, X, Y, or Z. And I'll tell, I'll explain all that to you. I'll explain basically, you know, what guys I like and why I like them and blah, 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 all that good stuff. So let's get into quarterbacks. So what I will do is I will give you prices from FanDuel and DraftKings. I don't play on Yahoo uh, DFS. I know some people do, and they enjoy it, and they like it a lot. But the two main ones are, are DraftKings and, and FanDuel, and I enjoy playing on both of those. I like the competition a little bit more on DraftKings because it is a little bit harder to build lineups that are just amazing. As we're in FanDuel, it's almost a completely different style of building because you're so dependent on the touchdown. If if you have a FanDuel lineup that, let's say, you know, it's it's one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex, a kicker, and a defense. Or, well, actually, they took kickers away last year, so it's just a defense. You're kind of, if you have four or five of your guys not score touchdowns, you're in trouble. Uh, you're just not putting up enough points because you don't get bonuses for anything. It's half PPR, so you know, even if your guy gets 10 catches, he's only getting five points. So it makes the scoring a little more dependent on the touchdown as where on DraftKings, you know, you get bonuses for a 300-yard passing game, so you get a three-point bonus. For your quarterback, after a 300-yard passing game, you get a three-point bonus for 100 yards from your running back or wide receiver or tight end. So it's it's a little more geared towards and it's full PPR. So every catch is, is, you know, is one point. So it's a little more geared toward the PPR aspect of things with bonuses thrown in and touchdowns are, you know, nice, but they're not you're not dependent on it. Like Christian McCaffrey last week doesn't score a touchdown, but he has a great fantasy day on DraftKings because he's getting, he got nine balls. You know what I mean? You're getting nine points there instead of getting the 4.5 on, on FanDuel. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of things I could tell you and a lot of things that I could break down for you, you know, like, you know, theory crafting your lineups and, you know, hand, you know, basically playing, trying to lock in high scoring games and, you know, taking quarterbacks and wide receivers to get the, you know, double bonus points from, you know, if Josh Allen throws a touchdown to Stefan Diggs, you know, you're getting, you're getting those correlation plays, um, you know, and, and also correlation plays could be, you know, Buffalo, Miami. So you play Josh Allen, you play Stefan Diggs, and then you also play, Devonte Parker as a cheap option because that game has a high over under and blah 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 blah. So all that stuff gets into, you know, crafting your teams and and figuring out how to score the most points. You know, because having you know correlation plays really is, you know, it's been proven over the past couple of years that it is the way to win tournaments. It's the way to win on a consistent basis. Really, uh, you want to have that you know, quarterback wide receiver or, you know, in the Christian McCaffrey, you know, you want to have, uh, you know, Darnold with McCaffrey or something like that. I don't, you know, you probably wouldn't want to play Darnold because, you know, we, who really wants to play Darnold in DFS, but 
if you have those correlation plays, then, you know, they kind of really boost your score, especially when those guys score touchdowns together. You know, a passing touchdown is just worth it. You know, it's worth its weight in gold when you have a guy, you know, such as Russell Wilson last week and, you know, either one of those guys, DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, you know, either one of those guys had pretty good games. Obviously you wanted Tyler Lockett last week because he had the two touchdowns and the hundred yards. Uh, but you kind of want to figure out those matchups and those over-unders uh, that you want to kind of attack. So let's get right into the quarterback position. And we are going to talk about a couple of guys that I like this week on the, you know, on the high end of the salaries, a couple of guys on the low end of the salaries, you know, my cash, I'll, you know, I'll give you guys a cash game lineup that I might throw in and uh, see what kind of happens with it. So on the high end, obviously Kyler Murray, you know, Kyler Murray showed you last week that he is just, you know, he's ready to go. <laughs> this offense looked good last week. You know, I know it was against a terrible Houston, uh, no, Tennessee Titans team uh, that really couldn't do anything to stop that offense at all. I know they're playing Minnesota. Minnesota had a tough time stopping the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, whether they were running the ball or they were passing the ball, they kind of had their way with Minnesota. So Minnesota is a team that I, I told you guys, I think they will be a better defense eventually. And I told you this guy is a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe two weeks ago when we were talking about Minnesota, I think they could get off to a slow start. And which is why I was telling you, I liked Cincinnati in the game. And I thought Cincinnati would be able to put up some points against Minnesota because it takes time for, you know, safeties and corners to get talking and figure things out. And, you know, defense, you know, Donnell Hunter was coming back from the injury and it's going to take him time to get his sea legs under him. And it was just a lot of different things going on in that defense that I think it's going to take a little bit of time for this team to acclimate fully. So Kyler Murray is $8,700 on FanDuel. Um, you know, a quarterback that I like on DK, he is also, let me see his salary here. He's 8,200. So it's basically a seven or $500 difference between the two websites. Um, you know, you only get, you know, 50,000 to start a lineup in DK, you get 60,000 in, in FanDuel. So you get a little bit more, so you can kind of go a little bit higher end quarterbacks, um, in FanDuel than, you know, than in DraftKings because, you know, if you pay up at quarterback, you might not be able to get a running back you like and things like that. So you got to take those things into account between the two websites. Um, with that said, I like Kyler Murray in both. I just think Kyler Murray is going is poised for a huge season. Uh, you know, he could definitely throw for 300 yards in this game. He could probably throw for two or three touchdowns in this game. You know, we saw what the Bengals were able to do last week. And Kyler just looked, you know, Kyler looked really good. He just was moving the ball you know he he re really nothing you can take from that game and go Kyler is just not going to be a guy that I want in my in my lineups so Kyler in the high end Russell Wilson is another guy we saw what Kyler Murray did to this Titans defense and I'll tell you what Russell Wilson is a better all-around quarterback than you know Kyler Murray is right now so I could see Ky I could see Russell Wilson just going bananas uh, in this game. And I would play both of those guys. You know, that would be a correlation play that, you know, I actually really like. Because with Kyler, you know, you could go Kyler and D-Hop, but you're going to be hurting it running back. Uh, same thing with Russell. You could go, you know, Russ and, and DK or Tyler Lockett or do both, but you're also going to be hurting at the running back position. 
Uh, so you got to kind of weigh what you think is going to happen. And those correlation plays, you know, play out, I think, a little bit better in DraftKings than they do in FanDuel. You know, if I'm going heavy, I don't really want to do, you know, Russ, DK, and Tyler Lockett because in FanDuel, I need touchdowns. So I kind of want to look at it from the aspect of which one of those guys do I think is going to get more touchdowns in the game? Uh, you know, me personally, I think it could be DK having a huge game in this one. So I probably would correlate it with DK. But Ty Lockett could also have a huge game. So, you know, you got to kind of figure that 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 stuff out. Josh Allen is a guy that I'm going to have a lot of. Um, you know, it's it's really simple to me. Josh Allen threw 51 passes last week against a Pittsburgh Steelers defense that, you know, Pittsburgh is one of the best pass rushing teams. You know, I'm not worried about that with Miami. I don't think Miami is going to get the same amount of pressure on them. You know, Josh Allen really did have his way with Miami last season. It's, it's a situation where I think, you know, Josh Allen and that team knows that they have to bounce back after a week one loss. You cannot go into the season. Oh, and two, especially thinking you're a Super Bowl team. You know, this team thinks it's a Super Bowl team. This thing, this team thinks that they are a team that is ready to compete for a championship this year. And you can't go. Oh, and two and compete for a, you know, a title. It just doesn't happen. You know, teams, you know, Cowboys, I know, you know, that that Cowboy year when when uh, Emmett Smith sat out and all that stuff, he, you know, they went to the Super Bowl and won it that year. But it just it's not where you want to it's not where you want to put yourself. So, you know, if you look at what Josh Allen did to the Miami Dolphins last season, and I know it's last season and I don't really like to correlate uh, last season with this season because it's a completely new season and all the you know, all that good jazz. But, you know, he really did have his way with this team, you know, in the first game, you know, the team goes for 411 passing yards and a touchdown. Uh, You know, he just was awesome in that game and then the second time they play each other was week 17 last week of the season you know he he basically the team throws for 377 and two touchdowns in that game so you know i i feel like the bills just kind of had their way with miami maybe miami plays them a little bit tougher you know maybe they you know maybe he sees a little less yardage. I don't think he throws for 400 in this game, but I could definitely see 250, 275 easily uh, and two, three touchdowns because they're going to need that for him to win. You know, that's just that's just what's going to end up having to happen if they want to win this ball game. And believe me, they want to win this ball game. Like, they have no choice but to win this ball game. Um, you know, so obviously in, you know, week 17, you know, 16th week of the season, you know, he throws 18 for 25 uh, against Miami. He's 224 and three touchdowns. He did throw a pick in the game. Uh, but, you know, like I said, the first time they play them, he goes 415 and four. So, so, you know, this is a team that he hit seven touchdowns against last year. And, you know, I don't see why he can't do that again. Um, so he's probably, and he's not going to be a popular play because a lot of people saw what happened last week and, you know, they don't, people are going to be down and trying to avoid Josh Allen. So he's a guy that I'm probably going to have in a couple lineups and, and be really happy about it. Uh, and then the last quarterback I'm going to get into in, you know, the high end of, of the quarterbacks, you know, is Dak Prescott, obviously. Dak Prescott is 8,000 on DraftKings. 
or no, I'm sorry, he's eight thousand on FanDuel, and he is also sixty eight hundred on DraftKings. Uh, we saw what he did last week. You know, they 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 just went bananas against the Buccaneers defense, and you know this Chargers defense is also a very good defense. We saw it last week; they played very well against Washington. I know Washington is not the dynamic offense that the Dallas Cowboys are, but they're a defense. They're they're an offense that you know people thought were going to be much better than they did. And, and the Chargers came in, you know, they went to, you know, Washington. They basically shut them down, you know, for most of the game. There wasn't really a whole lot of, of scoring in this game. It was a defensive battle. And, you know, they traveled to the team. So, you know, it's a three-hour time difference and you know, all that all that jazz. So it's definitely a situation where I think Dak is, you know, can put up some points. I think they're going to need to because I think the Chargers are going to be able to put up some points. And um, this should be a, a fun a fun game to watch. All right, so on the low end of the quarterback spectrum, you know, I don't really want to pay down at quarterback this week. You know, there's certain weeks where you want to do that. To me, this is not one of those weeks because on the low end, you got Derek Carr going against Pittsburgh. I know he had a great game last week, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that Pittsburgh probably plays a little bit better defense than the banged-up Ravens. Uh, because, like I said, the Ravens were really just banged up. Um, you know, you got Carson Wentz. Some people are saying that that could be a shootout. I just don't see it. I think the Rams' defense is just legit, and I don't see Carson Wentz going crazy. You know, I've heard other people say, you know, you could start, uh, you know, Mac Jones against the Jets because the Jets are terrible, and Mac Jones had 288 last week, and he threw a touchdown. He didn't throw any interceptions, and, you know, maybe he goes off against a bad Jets team. You know, I'm not I'm not doing that. That's a division rival, and I'm just gonna kind of stay away from that because we don't really know how good Mac Jones is. We know he had a good game last week against Miami, uh, but you know they could run the ball down the Jets' throat. Really, you know, I mean, we have no idea how they want to attack this Jets team. And uh, Mac Jones, I don't see having a super high floor, even with 288 last week. He only threw one touchdown. He only had 15 fantasy points. You know, so not not somebody that I'm gonna be super excited about. There are really two guys on the low end uh, that I am going to put into lineups is Teddy Bridgewater against Jacksonville just because, you know, he's 5,400 on DraftKings. On FanDuel, Teddy is, let's see what he is. Teddy on FanDuel is 7,000. Uh, so lower end guys that, you know, I think could have, you know, he's a lower end guy that I think could have a good game against Jacksonville. The problem is if they get out to a big lead, he's not going to be throwing the ball. They're probably going to be running the shit out of it. And that's what you have to worry about with Teddy. Uh, the other guy is the other cheaper guy is Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow, fifty-eight hundred on fan on DraftKings. Uh, Joe Burrow on Joe Burrow is seventy-one hundred on on uh, FanDuel. I, you know, I would play Joe Burrow, but I'm not expecting a huge game from him. I think he could do something similar to what he did last week, two fifty and two. Uh, but you know, I, I really, I like guys, other guys better. I mean, I like the top end guys much better this week. The mid tier guys that I would consider is, you know, Ryan Tannehill is a guy that I actually would play this week. I know he was terrible last week and I know a lot of people are going to be like, Oh my God, Ryan Tannehill was fucking garbage last week and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? They got boat raced in that game real quick. They were down a lot of points real fast. They could not stop, you know, Chandler Jones. The Seahawks do not have a Chandler Jones. Uh, you know, I, I think 
they're going to run the ball. They're going to play action. See, you know, Seattle's going to have a tough time stopping Tennessee uh, just because they can't stop the run as well as the Cardinals did last week. And like I said, they boat raced them. And I think Tennessee is going to come prepared, ready for, you know, maybe a shootout. But they're going to try to establish Derrick Henry, and they're also going to be using the play action to get their wide receivers involved much quicker in the game because they don't want to get boat raced again you know the way they were last week so this could be a higher scoring game than I think people expect and I think Ryan Tannehill could actually be a pretty good you know mid-tier guy Matthew Stafford obviously against Indianapolis this is a better defense than he faced last week so you know I could see Matthew Stafford being a little bit slowed down but I still think he throws for 300 yards and I still think he has the possibility of three touchdowns so Matthew Stafford is a guy I'm going to also put in some lineups and I'm going to correlate him with Cooper Cup because like I said Cooper Cup I love Cooper Cup and I I've been saying it all I've been pounding the drum for Cooper Cup uh Justin Herbert is still another high price guy at 6700 and he could have a good game against Dallas because we saw what Dallas defense looked like last week and what Tommy Brady did to them. So, you know, it, it's Justin Herbert's another good guy. Um, so let's get to the running back position. So, you know, looking at running backs on DraftKings and then on FanDuel, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, because, like I said, the scoring is different. So in FanDuel, you want the guys who are going to score touchdowns. In DraftKings, you want the guys who are going to catch some balls. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's you're looking at obviously some of the same similar guys. Christian McCaffrey is an every week start. You can start Christian McCaffrey every single week. Dalvin Cook, you can start every single week. Uh, Alvin Kamara, you can start every single week. Uh, but on DraftKings, I'm going to be more interested in guys like Austin Eckler this week going up against Dallas. I'm going to be interested in Jonathan Taylor as many times as he caught the ball last week. I'm going to be interested in Joe Mixon. I'm going to be interested in guys like uh, – Ezekiel Elliott, because I think Ezekiel is going to be much more involved in the offense this week. I'm going to look, you know, I'm going to stay away from guys like Chris Carson, and I'm going to stay away from guys like, you know, Melvin Gordon, and I'm going to stay away from guys like Darrell Henderson because, you know, he didn't really catch on the ball as much as I was hoping that he would. Um, you know, Mike Davis could be involved in the passing game, so maybe a, a lower end guy at 5,500 on DK that I might think about. Um, you know, looking at a little bit lower, you got guys like Devin Singletary, who clearly is the number one guy. And I've been telling you guys that for two months now, that he was going to be the number one guy for the Buffalo Bills. And he proved that he was. You know what I mean? Last week, he basically averaged over six yards of carry, and they didn't give him the ball enough. They needed to give him the ball much more, and they didn't. Uh, Chase Edmonds, I'm going to be super, you know, in on, and guys like that. So, you know, pass catching running backs and, and DK are going to be you know, they're gold. They're, they're what you're looking for. And if you can get a cheaper guy that you know is going to catch a whole bunch of balls, then that's kind of what you want. Uh, on FanDuel for running back, though, I am going to be looking at Derrick Henry because I think Derrick Henry, you know, after having the terrible game that he had last week, I think he has a nice bounce back and he scores at least a touchdown in this game. You know, I don't know if he goes for two, but I think he gets, you know, close to 100 yards and a touchdown in this game because I think they're going to, you know, be pissed off about what happened last week and try to try to do those things. Mixon, like I said, could be usable in both. I like that a lot. The top three guys are still the top three guys, and you're going to do that. Nick Chubb is a guy I like in DraftKings and in, in FanDuel. I would never start him in, in DraftKings because, like I said, you need pass catches, and he's not going to do that. Um, 
David Montgomery is another guy, you know, he didn't catch a whole, you know, he wasn't involved as much as I would like to have him involved in the passing game. So a fan duel guy going up against the Bengals, you know, I could see him having a nice game. I could see, you know, Josh Jacobs is not a guy, you know, I know some people are going to say, oh, he scored two touchdowns last week against the Ravens, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are better than the Ravens defense. And I just don't want anything to do with that, especially because he's banged up and we don't know really what's going on with that. Um, you know, going down here, you know, I don't mind starting guys like in the lower bottom tier here, you know, James Robinson, you know, I know some people are going to say, Hey, James Robinson, they're going to need to get him the ball more and ball. I'm not doing that. I kind of am on the higher end guys. And if we hear that Trey Sermon is going to play a little bit and we hear guys like, uh, you know, let's see here. What do we got here? I'm trying to pull this up because it is terrible. All right, if you have guys in that range of, let's see here, Philip Lindsay or, you know, Tony Jones, James White. You know, James White actually could be an option in DraftKings um, that I actually would play, especially because – you know, the Jets, as bad as they looked last week, I think, you know, he could see some targets, and he was very targeted last week. So a guy that I do see playing in DraftKings, but not FanDuel. Um, you know, I'm trying to look for some lower-end guys that I have not looked at, but I, I'm just kind of sticking with the, you know, mid to higher guys just because I think this is the week to do that. You know, last week we saw it. Some of those high-end guys kind of screwed you, and when that happens, I like to play guys that screwed you the week before because people stay away from those guys. And when people stay away from those guys, then that kind of opens it up for you to be able to get those guys at low ownership, and, you know, they pay off for you. So it is what it is. That's what you got to kind of have to figure out when you're playing, you know, when you're when you're playing in these leagues. When you're playing DraftKings and you're playing FanDuel, you know, don't don't follow the herd. That's, that's the one thing I'll tell you. Don't follow the herd. There, there's certain guys are going to be chalky. Certain guys are going to be played a lot. Uh, and you can play those guys. But learn how to be a little bit contrarian. Learn how to be a little bit, you know, okay, so everybody's going to be starting, you know, Alvin Kamara going against the Panthers. You know, be a little bit contrarian. Go Dalvin Cook instead for, you know, an extra $400. Because Arizona looked so good last week, people might be scared off of Cook. So you're getting the same, you know, basically pass usage because Alvin Kamara with, you know, with the situation that he's in with his quarterback situation and how Jameis Winston doesn't really throw to the pass, you know, the running backs all that much. And, you know, Kamara only had four targets last week. You know, Dalvin Cook had six targets or seven targets last week. And he, you know, he was just more, much more targeted And Arizona was rushing the shit out of out of you know Tennessee last week so I think Dalvin Cook could be a guy that gets a bunch of little dump off passes just to save Kirk Cousins from getting you know mashed uh so you know be a little bit contrarian when it comes to to guys that you think okay this guy or this guy you know just kind of think of Okay, so a lot of people are probably going to play this guy because of this reason, and a lot of people are probably not going to play this guy because of that reason. And that's kind of what helps you out to differentiate yourself a little bit to, you know, get you a winning lineup. All righty here. Let's see. So let's go to the wide receiver position. And the wide receiver position, you know, it's going to be an interesting week. 
because not a lot of people are going to play Calvin Ridley. And I could see the, the, the Bucks bouncing back and having a great defensive game against a terrible Atlanta team, but this is a division rivalry game. And you know what? I am I like Calvin Ridley this week for some reason. I just feel like I feel like this could be a huge Calvin Ridley week just because they're going to have to wing the ball to beat Tampa Bay. You know, I think last week they tried to establish the run. They're not going to do that this week. They know how good that the Bucks run defense is, and every team is just going to try to throw, 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 throw against Tampa Bay. And hopefully, you know, Matt, Matty Ice can, can do something because – you know, if he, if he looks as bad as he did last week and the offense can't do anything, then Calvin Ridley is just going to be a guy that we're going to be ripping our hair out about all season long. So I think they have to get Calvin Ridley involved. I think he's going to see at least 12 targets in this game. And I want a guy who's getting 12 targets in a game against a defense that gave up a whole shit ton of points last week to the wide receiver position. So I like Calvin Ridley this week. I also like you know, the Tampa Bay wide receivers. I like Chris Godwin and I like Mike Evans and I like Antonio Brown. So any one of those guys you want to put in your lineup, I, I think is pretty safe. If if you're asking me, I'm throwing Mike Evans in a shit ton of lineups this week. I am throwing Mike Evans in a retarded amount of lineups this week because everybody saw last week what happened and how Godwin was crazy targeted and how Antonio Brown was crazy targeted and how Gronk was crazy targeted. targeted. And Mike Evans is the odd man out, and I want the odd man out going up against the Atlanta Falcons defense. So Mike Evans is going to be in a whole lot of my my lineups this week. Uh, let's see here. I like, you know, I'm just going to go down the list. You know, I like every week you can start D-Hop. You know what I mean? Let's just be honest. You can start D-Hop every single week. Uh, I like Stefan Diggs this week going up against Miami because, I, like I said, I think Buffalo is going to have to throw the ball, and I think they're going to be, you know, I think that Stefan Diggs could have a you know big game against Miami because I, I just there's nobody on the on the team that you know I know Xavier Howard is a is a really good corner but Stefan Diggs is one of the best route runners in football and I have no fear of any corner going up against Stefan Diggs I really don't um, so let's see here Keenan Allen in Dallas another guy I love gonna have a lot of Keenan Allen I am going to have a lot of you know, guys like Allen Robinson, because Allen Robinson had a terrible game last week and people are just going to shy away from him. I already told you Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are two guys that I'm, I'm going to be heavy on. Uh, CD Lamb, because, you know, CD Lamb is in a situation where I feel like the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to throw the ball to win this game. You know, they will be able to run a little bit on the, on the you know, on the Chargers defense, because I just don't think the Chargers defense is, is as good as stopping the run as the as the uh, Bucks, but you know, they, they're a team that I, I, you know, I think, I think this is going to be a shootout. I really do. I think there's going to be a nice high scoring game, a fun game to watch. Um, a contrarian play. A lot of people are not going to play is Brandon cooks. He, you know, could, because they're going to say, Oh, Brandon cooks had one good game and now he's playing the Browns and I don't want anything to do with cooks, but hey, any guy that is going to be the number one target on his team, you know, and if we know anything about Tyrod Taylor, he locks into his number one receiver over the years. You know, we all remember when he was in Buffalo and how he locked into Sammy Watkins and how he, you know, he kind of locked into uh, Jarvis Landry when he was with the Browns, you know, that first game before he got hurt and he was out. Uh, you know, he was a guy that locked, he kind of locks into his, first, his number one target. So I think, you know, I 
definitely think that they could be losing this game big and they're gonna have to throw a lot and you know Brandon Cooks is a guy that I kind of want in 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 some lineups uh Deontay Johnson is another guy I like this week going up against the Vegas Raiders uh Robert Woods you know is a guy that after last week a lot of people are going to be scared off but I definitely think he could have a, a nice game against Indy Cooper Cup I already told you I love Cooper Cup so I'm, I'm getting him definitely in some lineups um you know, we already know OBJ is out. You know, I, I don't want anything to do with any of the Jaguars wide receivers this week just because of the matchup. Uh, going down the list, you know, Chase Claypool is a guy that I think a lot of people are going to sleep on, and I think he could have one big catch in this game and have a couple of small small catches to make his day. You know, I could definitely see him going over 100 and a touchdown in this game. Uh, Will Fuller is an interesting one to me. I know a lot of people are not going to be in on Will Fuller because it's his first week back and they, you know, they, they don't know what the rapport is going to be and all that stuff. But Will Fuller is one of those guys that you can get into a GPP lineup and he's always a guy that can go deep. So, you know, if they take a deep shot to him and he scores you a long touchdown, you're going to, you know, you're going to be happy. And Hey, he could be the number one target on the team. Who knows? We're going to have to see how that plays out. But you know, in GPP, I would definitely think about Will Fuller, uh, Mike Williams, also in that Dallas Chargers game, a guy I'm interested. KJ Hamler is a is a guy that I like to try to get into some of my GPP lineups because you know Jacksonville is just terrible, and I think KJ Hamler can get catch a deep ball and maybe you know a couple short ones, maybe maybe break one long for a touchdown because he just has that speed. Tim Patrick, another guy that I like this week, you know, and I'm trying to go fast here, guys, and just give you some guys that I like. Uh, you know, with some of the matchups that they have. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I think, is a sneaky play because last week he was a penalty away from a long, very long touchdown. Um, and he saw a lot of air, air yards. You know, they were throwing the ball to Emmanuel Sanders pretty deep. Uh, so I like the way they used Emmanuel Sanders. And it wouldn't surprise me if Manuel, Manny caught, you know, five, six balls and had close to 100 yards in a touchdown. That would not surprise me at all. Um... Let's see here going down the list. We have guys like, you know, uh, let me see here. Quez Watkins is a guy that I know a lot of people are going to try to throw into a GPP lineup or two and see what happens. But, you know, after those three targets he got basically in the beginning of the game, he didn't see another big target. He never saw, I don't think he saw a target the rest of the game, really, if I'm being honest. Um, Rondell Moore is a guy, a cheaper guy that I like going up against Minnesota just because I think that could be a, a high scoring game. Brian Edwards, you saw what he did at the end of last week. I think, you know, at 4,900 on, on FanDuel and I believe he is 4,200 on DK, um, you know, or 45 looks like 4,500 on DK. You know, it looked, you know, a guy that I think could have some targets and, you know, if he gets into the end zone, you're going to be super happy that you put him, throw him into a lineup. All right, at the tight end position, let's go into the tight end position because tight end is actually one of those things where either I'm paying all the way up or I'm paying all the way down, right? And this week, there's basically four guys that I like at the high end. Um, you don't get Travis Kelsey in, in the main slate because, and this is all main slate guys, just so you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned that in the beginning, but I'm mentioning it now. This is all main slate. I don't do Thursday night. I don't do on a Monday night breakdowns. I don't do Sunday night breakdowns. This is all the main slate, the four, the one o'clock, the four o'clock games. That's it. Um, so Darren Waller, obviously, you know, the dude saw 19 targets last week. 
I know Pittsburgh's going to try to make it a, a point of their defense to take away, but I just don't feel like anyone can take away Dallin Roller completely. So, you know, he's one of those tight ends that, you know, you can just start every single week. George Kittle torched the Philadelphia Eagles the last time they played, so I definitely think the, the Eagles are going to look his way to make sure he doesn't do that again. But it's going to be hard for them to stop this this running game, worry about George Kittle, worry about, you know, what what they did last week with Debo Samuel. You know, it, there's a lot of things to focus on here, and I think George Kittle, Kittle could still have a very, very good week. And then Rob Gronkowski going up against Atlanta. I know Rob Gronkowski had that huge game, two touchdowns, you know, last week. He had 80 yards, uh, you know, a bunch of catches. Um, you know, just looking at Rob, I think Atlanta is just horrible against stopping tight ends. And I like Rob Gronkowski, you know, for what his price is at 5,800. You know, I love that price. Noah Fant at 5,700. I love that price. You know, I mean, guys that I would definitely consider. Uh, if, and if I'm paying all the way down at, at tight end, you know, Gerald Everett going against Tennessee. I really like that one. Uh, I like Dalton Schultz going up against the Chargers because you know Dalton Schultz saw a bunch of targets last week, and you know if he gets you into the if he gets into the end zone for you and catches four or five balls, you're gonna be super happy you started him. So that's another guy that I you know I would consider. And then if I'm paying like way way down, where I'm just like you know what, I'm punting this, and I am just gonna see what the hell happens. Adam Troutman is definitely a guy I'm interested in. He saw the most on the team last week. So, you know, definitely a guy who's getting used and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely interested in Troutman. Um, see, so this is the thing I, I, you know, I know that it was a situation last week where they didn't have to throw the whole, the ball a whole lot. You know, the touchdowns goes to the other tight end on the team and people are going to go oh yeah well you know you got to kind of think about that stuff but I want the guy who's getting the most targets on the team you know and going to be the most utilized player because you know touchdowns are fluky touchdowns are not always you know uh, the thing that you want to look at you want to look at targets you want to look at snap shares you want to look at how the offense used each guy you know, if, if one guy's just being used in the red zone the other guy's being used all over the field then hey that's I want the guy who's used all over the field um and then, you know, Cole Komet is another guy that saw a bunch of targets last week that I like. You know, and like I said, Jawan Johnson is going to be a popular play this week just because, like I said, the two touchdowns last week. But, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not really even thinking that at all. Uh, I'm probably going to just stay away from that completely. Um, Farrow Brown was a guy who saw a bunch of targets, uh, you know, for the Houston Texans last week. So, you know, he's only 4,600 on FanDuel. Uh, and he's like bare minimum on on. DraftKings, so he's 3,500 on DraftKings. Um, a guy that I saw a bunch of targets, and you know he did what he had to do with those targets. I mean, he was actually pretty good with the targets. Uh, David and Joku saw a bunch of targets last week. Wouldn't surprise me if David and Joku had an okay game. So those are kind of the guys that I'm looking at at the tight end position. Uh, and let's let's have some fun. Let's let's build some lineups, guys, because I know that's what you want to hear. You want to hear my lineups. You want to hear the guys that I'm playing this week. All right, so my first lineup, I'll give you, what do I want to give you guys? Should I give you two lineups from each? Maybe I'll give you two lineups from each. That's what I'll do. I'll give you two lineups from each, from each 
website. So FanDuel and DraftKings. Let's start with DraftKings because, like I said, it's a little more competitive, a little more my style. Just, you know, I like I like the competition on DK, and it's a lot of fun building. It's a lot of fun building lineups on DK. So let's do that. All right, so my first lineup is going to be at quarterback, Josh Allen. At running backs, I'm going to go with Chris Carson and Darrell Henderson this week. At tight end, I am going to go T. Higgins, Stefan Diggs, and Cole Beasley uh, because you get the savings with Cole Beasley because he's just never high-priced. I like the the high-end play of Stefan Diggs paired up with Josh Allen. And I also like T. Higgins this week. I already said that. Uh, so I like it. And then at tight end, I'm going to go Noah Fant at my flex position. I normally go running back, but I love Cooper Cup this week. So I am going to go Cooper Cup and the Seahawks defense. So I like that, you know, I get some of the, you know, L.A. Rams, who I think are going to have a big game. I like that I'm getting some of the bills in this lineup, which I think, like I said, Josh Allen could have a huge game. Uh, just because how well he played against Miami last year. And I like that I'm getting Chris Carson win his defense because if the Seahawks do jump out to a big lead against Tennessee, which, you know, let's be honest, it definitely could happen after what we saw last week from Tennessee. You know, Chris Carson is going to get a whole lot of work. The Seahawks defense, you know, should possibly get maybe a turnover and and uh, a bunch of sacks because, let's be honest, it, it, that offensive line couldn't stop anything that the Arizona Cardinals were doing last week. So I could see the Seahawks putting up some points. And then my second DK lineup is going to go, hmm, so I have like six lineups here. And they're ones that I've been fiddling with. So I'm trying to get one that I, I is a little bit, now, nah, you know what? I'm going to go with my Tom Brady lineup. So, my Tom Brady lineup is Tom Brady, Najee Harris, because, you know, I know Najee was terrible last week, but let's be honest. They get the Raiders this week. I think Najee is – I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers could definitely win this game. I think Najee is going to be more involved because I think they realize, hey, check it out. We got this number one running back. Now, let's get him a little more involved. Let's get him some work. Maybe get him in the end zone once or twice will be nice. Uh, and he saw 100% of the snaps last week, so he is not leaving the field. And I like it. So Najee Harris, Daryl Henderson once again, because he's one of the cheaper running back options that I actually like because I do think the Rams are going to be winning that game pretty handily. So I could see Daryl having an okay game, uh, and I like him at his price. Uh, once again, T. Higgins, I'm going to go with – Robert Woods, only because I could not fit Cooper Cup into this lineup as much as I wanted to, uh, because I, I'll tell you why and why, who I have in my flex and why why I couldn't do it. Um, but you know Marvin Jones, I think that's a game they're going to be losing by a lot. I think Marvin Jones is probably going to have to be targeted just because he's a safety blanket for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Rob Gronkowski to correlate with Tom Brady. I have Calvin Ridley because, like I said, I think he's going to see 12 car- targets in this game, and I think Calvin Ridley could be a guy that has a huge week um, with what we saw from that Bucks defense last week. Uh, and if he gets 12 targets, I'm going to get him in a bunch of lineups. 
And then the New Orleans Saints defense. Uh, you know, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. They, they gave up six points to the Green Bay Packers last week. And uh, they were getting to the quarterback, and they were just beating up on, on that Green Bay offense. So I could definitely see them giving the Panthers fits. And Sam Darnold is not one of the very best quarterbacks when he has pressure in his face. And I could see them getting a lot of pressure in his face. And, you know, if he turns the ball over a little bit, which he has been known to do, then I think this New Orleans Saints defense could put up a good amount of points. All right, let's go to FanDuel. So like I said, on FanDuel, you're able to get some crazy lineups. Like, there are some lineups here that I have been tinkering with that I really, really like. Uh, And I'll give you one of them right now. So I have Russell Wilson... Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Mike Williams, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett to get the correlation, uh, Darren Waller, Chris Carson, and the Carolina Panthers defense. Uh, I went with a cheap defense just because I needed one, (laughs) and Carolina played pretty well last week. I'm hoping that they can continue that, Uh, but they were cheaper because they're playing the Saints. And I was like, you know what? Let's see what happens if I throw the Carolina Panthers defense in there. I could have gone even cheaper, but... You know, I thought of all the cheap defenses, I was like, you know what, Carolina has a chance to put up some sacks. They had six last week, so maybe they put up three or four against Jameis. And if Jameis, for instance, gets some pressure, maybe he does Jameis Winston-type things and throws it up for a pick six or something like that. So I was like, yeah, I kind of like that. Um, And I love these running backs. I love having Jonathan Taylor, uh, Joe Mixon, and Chris Carson because I think they all have touchdown upside. And, uh, you know, Darren, getting Taron Waller and, you know, Russell Wilson in the lineup was also a, a nice little uh, quick pick-me-up, <laughs> if you will. All right, and for our last FanDuel lineup, this is one I actually really like. Uh, I like the way I assembled this team. I think that this could actually be a, one of my favorite ones that I'm going to use you know, in a lot of my lineups this week, just because I think it's super safe uh, and it has a really nice, a really nice floor. So it's Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Miles Sanders at running back, which you will have to monitor because Miles just popped up on the injury report this week. Uh, he has an ankle sprain, they're saying, or something up with his ankle. So you will have to, you know, monitor him for the next couple of days to see if he's going to play, if he's going to be a full go. If he is, you know, you can do that. Or you could switch him out with, you know, Kenny Gainwell and get another even better wide receiver than Mike, you know, Williams in this lineup. So I really like this for the flexibility in this lineup. And then I have the Denver Broncos defense going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is my favorite defensive play of the week. So I love get I love this lineup because, like I said, it has the flexibility of Miles is not playing. I can get Kenny Gainwell in there, which is going to be a super chalky play, uh, and I can move out Mike Williams and put in a superstar wide receiver and still feel really confident. Or I can take you know Miles Sanders out, put you know Kenny Gainwell in there, and take out you know Tyler Higby and throw in you know a super high end uh, tight end that I like this week. So you know it gives me the flexibility to do that. And uh, this is a lineup that I actually really, really like, and I'm probably going to be playing in a lot of DFS this week. So for us at Cheat Code Sports, if you guys enjoyed the DFS pod, let us know you enjoy it. 
because guess what? We do this not for us because I'm going to play these lineups no matter what. I do them for you. So if you do like them and it does win you money, let me know it won you money. Let me know how much it meant it, you know, it won you. And, uh, you know, you post it on any of the social medias. You can go to cheatcodesports.com and post it there. You can go to, you know, our Facebook group, which is Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football. You can go to our Twitter, which is at Cheat Code Sports you know, go any of those places, drop a picture of your winning lineup that you that I gave you. And, uh, you know, I, that would make me super happy when you guys win some money. All right. So for us here at Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football, thank you guys for listening. We love yous and peace out, world. <laughs>